return yeah. of pro sports has been a high priority topic for fans, leagues, and all the industries that benefit from the world's fascination with sports. The NBA rescheduled their season, the NHL and MLB both postponed their seasons indefinitely, but one league, the National Football League, has continued to say that their season will be played as scheduled. That despite some high-profile players testing positive for COVID, including Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott, Broncos linebacker Von Miller, and in the last week or so, players on more than 10 teams have reportedly tested positive. Last week, America's favorite infectious disease expert, Dr. Fauci, warned that football might not happen this fall. He said that players would need to essentially live in a bubble and be tested daily. That, by the way, is exactly what the NBA is planning for its players so they can finish last year's season. They'll do all that on lockdown in Disney World. Of course, President Trump tweeted to remind us that Dr. Fauci has nothing to do with NFL football. So what does the NFL say? Well, their chief medical officer issued a statement that said in part, we will make adjustments as necessary to meet the public health environment as we prepare to play the 2020 season as scheduled. So there's a few scenarios that could play out here and what happens could have a big impact on stocks, everything from sports betting stocks to TV networks to travel and leisure, advertisers, apparel, brand, all of it. So today on Dumb Money Live, we're picking the stock market's winners and losers if the football season is played as scheduled and in case the NFL is canceled. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. Good Monday morning to you. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Take a second, hit the smash, hit the smash the hit, hit the like button. You know what to do, right? You got to let YouTube know that that you're more awake than I am this morning. Help us help you. And while you're at it, that little chat, that live chat that uh, we're going to put on the screen here in just a second. Oh, it's already on. Use that. Let us know what sport-related stock you're thinking about this morning. We're going to talk about all of that in probably the second half. We'll cover all of your chats. And it's not just football. They're all kind of interrelated. I think the NFL is the big story here. Fun facts, guys. Football ranks number one in a survey of America's favorite sport to watch. And last year, NFL games averaged 15.8 million viewers. And if you take all of the shows that aired during the football season... 47 of the top 50 telecasts were NFL games. So so before we get started with those stock plays, let's talk about the scenarios. How likely do we think it is that the NFL is going to actually play as scheduled? And what does that even look like? Yeah, um, guys, this kind of goes back to our, you know, our methodology, right? It, it, it's, it's all about getting ahead of the curve. Um, I think there are numerous scenarios that could play out over the next, call it, one to three months as it relates to all the top sports leagues. And at this moment, I just don't have a high conviction in any of those scenarios, but I think it's really important for us to talk about each of those scenarios, how it can play out. And then, you know, like you mentioned, Dave, maybe the second part of the show, maybe take a deep dive into how we would execute trades in each of those scenarios. And this is all about being prepared. It's not about reacting to news if and when it happens, but to kind of already have a game plan for each of the scenarios that could play out as it relates to all the big sports leagues and something else we should talk about, the NCAA, 
which is probably the largest, most <laughs> impactful uh, sports league when it comes to watching TV um, as well. Uh, just, probably just as big. I don't know. Maybe it's bigger than, than the NFL these days. I don't even know. Um, but why don't we just talk about what's happening right now? Can I just say one thing to start off with? Let's just think about sports leagues and the people that run them and how they think about decision-making. Would you guys agree that you cannot trust a single thing that comes out of their mouth right now? <laughs> like, and, and whatever decisions they claim to make right now are potentially being made in haste and, and not truly taking into account uh, reality because they want to believe in a certain reality whether or not that that reality is likely to unfold over the next two to five months. And so what might happen here is we might get decisions that come out as early as this week, likely in the next two days, based on all the voting and the union negotiations and the opt-out periods, and we should talk about that, that are all going down this week. Um, But we might get decisions that are made that can drive stocks in one direction and then have it all fall apart right over the next 60 days so let's jordan well, i know you, yeah, this is your world a little bit let's talk yeah, about before, this before we get into like football in particular um i think all the different sports leagues have different things going on and i want to talk about the league that i think has the best plan in place right now um and it's pretty obvious is the nba i think they're the most organized they've got probably the highest chance of success by creating a bubble They've got a specific timeline in place um, yeah. um, with a strict set of teams, who's allowed to interact with the players, what the timeline is for people to interact with players. I think they've done a really good job of at least setting realistic expectations with the whole thing. Um, and so if you start there and then and then take that context and start to analyze what's happening in the other leagues, I think you see a lot of downfalls in some of the situations that are happening in the MLB um, and in pro football um, in particular. Jordan, do you think it's because of, of one, the number of players in the NBA versus the number of players in the other leagues? And then also, I, a lot of what I've seen is just, listen, football is a whole nother beast in terms of how you work out and how big uh, working out is a part of that a part of that business, right? Gyms, right? You stick enough guys in a gym, right, working out with each other for hours and hours all day, and you have someone that has that has this, it's it's going to spread, right? I well, mean, I isn't that like, what happened I mean, at Clemson? Yeah, I mean, well, look, so yeah, that is what happened at Clemson. But in the NBA, I mean, you've got people that are, you know, really close, they're sweating on each other, they're breathing in each other's faces when they're actually on the, on the um, court together. Uh, but I think what's unique maybe about the NBA – um, and kind of close to this in the NHL, the stadium sizes aren't as big, right? And so I don't know, and I, you know, I haven't studied the economics closely, but just thinking about it, maybe the maybe their um, revenue is as closely related to ticket sales as it is in like an NFL. I mean, NFL games are nearly 100% sold out all the time, um, but in NBA, NHL, there's a ton of games, right? Um, and not every single one of them is sold out, and so maybe the economics is a little bit different that it lets them. Um, approach their uh, season in a little bit different fashion to where if you take away that revenue um, from in- NFL owners, I think you'd be, you you put yourself in a really bad position. Um, you know, as far but as is revenue, that even on the table, Jordan? It, it, are fans in stadiums even on the table right now? That's they not are, even- right? So let's talk about um, let's talk about pro football. You've got their chief medical officer, which Dave referred to earlier. Um, he doesn't want a bubble situation, right? And so that means that 
you know, you could have players out with their families, going to dinner, doing all sorts of things. Um, they want to have, they definitely, I think the NFL definitely wants to have fans in the stadium, which I think, um, A, is a bad idea, but B, puts their, puts their plan at bigger risk uh, because then you've got to deal with every single local municipality, every state having different decision-making on what they're going to allow as far as, you know, large gatherings, right? And so I think, yeah. you know, I think that's why, where the NBA plan really shines because they're only having to deal with one municipality, one state, um, and one bubble that they can construct and have a plan around. Okay, so why don't we take it sport by sport then? Let's yeah. start by the NBA since that was your initial focus. Do we agree now? Now the NBA, uh, I think their opt-out date is Wednesday. Is that right? I think it's Wednesday. I could be mixing sports here. I've been researching so many of them, but I think NBA opt-out date is Wednesday, um, and they are doing testing. Aren't they doing testing this week? I think yeah. with all the players. So that's going to come out. So we don't know what that's going to look like yet. If we get a bunch of positives or or not uh, on testing the NBA. But that bubble can get formed here pretty quick for the July because they're looking at what mid mid to late July is what they're yeah. hoping I for. I think they said the, the end of July, July thirty first. J- July thirty first. They have to enter training camp pretty soon, I think. Um, but NBA players, what's so great about the NBA is you can do a lot of that practice separately, right? They can practice separately. They, even when they're practicing as a team, they don't have to be as, as in like game style contact. Um, as much as you would in a game. So NBA is probably a high likelihood this week, would we all agree, of getting the green light, which is positive, right? Yeah, I think so. I think your biggest risk there, obviously, is that Florida is seeing you know, that big um, upswing in cases right now. Um, as, long as, as long as they can really form a bubble um, and ensure that there's some, some you know, semblance of safety, then I think they probably have the best bet. By the way, let's talk about that. We're not in a bubble right now in terms of these decisions. These decisions are getting made with daily data that is fluctuating dramatically. And for anyone that didn't see my tweet this morning, um, and the data has gotten worse in the last two hours, uh, I will look at tags such as, you know, these are search, this is search volume on word combinations like uh, COVID testing near me. Um, and in the state of Texas and in the state of Florida uh, and likely in California and likely Arizona as well and South Carolina. But that, that is, had a huge spike this morning. In fact, the spike was almost double where it was on Friday which in all of last week, which to me was in, is insane. Like, did you ex- expect that, guys, to see that kind of a spike in search volume this morning for it's- people looking for that? Yeah, I mean, expect is one thing, but just hope is another one. I was really hoping not to see that, but you know, oh. it's looking like it's happening. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible that spike. And so, what we have seen is a pretty clean correlation. Uh, that's a leading indicator, but a pretty clean correlation of the actual uh, positives based on that search volume. And it's not always day to day. Sometimes it's a one or two days delayed. But that chart right there gives me, um, you know, I think it's highly suggestive of increasing numbers this week. So when we have this conversation on this show, we need to keep that in mind, guys, that the numbers are not going to probably flatten this week and they're not going to recede. But they're likely, at least based on that data point, to get worse this week. Um, and by the way, I want to say something. We have a lot of followers that are in debating with each other on Discord. And we have a second wave channel on our Discord group, which is one of my favorite channels right now because I think it's so important. And I think a big debate in there is, well, 
Does this stuff even matter? Does the market even care? Um, is this new strain less deadly because the death rate is going down? Um, guys, this is the one thing that really frustrates me. I don't know what the data is going to look like in a month. I don't know what it's going to look like in two weeks. But one thing is for sure, and I, it, just, it boggles my mind that people don't understand this, and there's some very smart people on Twitter that just still don't seem to understand this. Death rate, death rate data is a lagging indicator. It lags by three plus weeks, guys. Three weeks. So the fact that death rate is death data is down right now, that was from a month ago. Okay, all the the increase in numbers coming out of Florida and Texas and California and Arizona, the death numbers there are going to start to accelerate. Jordan, you think next week probably, maybe this weekend, early next week, maybe yeah, would, later would, this week? Yeah, just from what I'm seeing, I wouldn't see any reason for it to accelerate this week. I would start looking early next week. Um, the good news there is that I do think that we've got some better treatments. And so I think, you know, um, we won't accelerate death compared to infection as fast as we did the first time, but that doesn't mean that it won't accelerate. And, I, I and another thing, Jordan, too, they're, they're, not only do we have better treatment, slightly better treatment, slightly. but we also have a younger people, right? So the fact that, that most of the people that are transmitting and turning into po positives right now are younger means that the correlation to death is going to be lower, right? That said, even though we have better treatment and we have younger people, the, the, it won't correlate to death like it did during the wave one. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to see the uptick in death, right? Right. Yeah, so I, think, I think we I think see we'll the uptick. See an uptick. Yep. Not as severe, just not as severe. Yep. Um, so NBA still, even with the bad numbers this week, even with numbers getting worse this week in Florida, do we still think, and I do, I still think, we are more likely than not to get an NBA deal done this week. Now, I don't know if it actually ends up happening in late July, and that's what we need to talk about later. But I think for now, the scenario is we probably get an NBA deal done this week. We all I, agree. I, agree. I agree. I think Silver's been the most um, you know, flexible on all this stuff. He's going to let players opt out. He's going to do all these things. Um, they're pushing for a deal. I think everybody wants it to happen. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so so that that that's something that we have to to take account of uh, when we talk about trading later on. Now, MLB, Major League Baseball, uh, <laughs> that sport. I mean, that <laughs> the union and like I have never seen a bigger cluster. Like they don't even understand what they're agreeing to in that world. Like they, they don't even understand what they're negotiating, and they keep changing things day in day out. With the last thing they did was they delayed the vote a couple days. Well, they I did they that. Delayed. Look, Chris, I mean, they can't even decide if they want to have a bubble season or if they want to have it, you know, in separate stadiums or whatever. I think just two days ago they decided, oh, well, now we're back to a bubble and we're going to try to do it in Southern California. I mean, the NBA this whole time has known exactly where they're going to play. They know exactly what the plan is. MLB is just making decisions two days ago. It's insane, right? Right. <laughs> but do you think... Under the pressure of the NBA that does have their stuff together and likely will come out with, you know, some agreement. Because the MLB has basically said that if they don't figure it out, if they vote on it, if they can't figure out a vote on it, that they're just going to mandate something. That's what they're claiming. I don't know how that works, but like the commissioner is going to mandate something. Um, that sounds like a disaster to me. So less likely to get a deal done, but... 
maybe, probably still, more likely than not, only because everybody is more likely to win if they get a deal done, right? Right now, and they're, they'll be pressured with the NBA. They'll, they just won't look good. Right. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to be the last league to make a decision, so they're scrambling and just trying to come up with whatever they can. But it it seems like the one that that I'm putting less uh, less belief that they're going to actually uh, be able to pull something off in a timely manner. And who knows? Well, the problem is that the, the you know the the target keeps changing too, right? Because they originally wanted 114 game season. Two weeks ago, it was seventy days. Now they're now they're down to a sixty-game season. I mean, it's you know, it's just a, it seems like a mess to me. You've also got staff and players um, um, coming out with uh, infections this week. You've got Blue Jays players, some of the Philly staff. You've got an Astro player that just uh, that just tested positive, um, and so you know, it just seems like they're on the on the wrong side of the slope. Well, and they have too many games to begin with. Too many. That's just. Just I mean, in I'm general, not, I can't. I can't get behind baseball to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I think. Um, that's why I like football, and it's the most watched, is because you can actually watch it. You know, instead of who has time to commit to that many games? Yeah, I mean, I'm also. Look, I'm agree. also just a fair weather fan in general. So, I, I agree with. Listen, I, I was my whole youth was baseball. I didn't miss a single Yankee game growing up in New York. I used to listen to him on the radio back in the '80s when they weren't all televised, and it was a big part of my life. But what has happened to baseball the last 15 years? It's it's just insane. And I agree with one of our commenters, Kevin Grass. He says, you know, Major League Baseball is so ridiculous. They had the opportunity to recapture America's attention. Totally agree this summer, but have totally completely failed. Um, it's just mind-boggling to me how bad the management is on, on in some of these leagues. But let's talk about NHL for a second. It's a sport I don't really follow that closely, but they're supposed to be back on July 10th. Uh, yet they're having all these positives like turn up. All right. So they're getting and now they're like there's a lot of question marks out there. Like what happens? There was an ESPN report that came out two hours ago um, and they're saying for now it doesn't they're still on for July 10th. But it is concerning. Right. Uh, they've had. Uh, let's see. The NHL announced on Friday that of the more than 200 players who have been tested for for this uh, since phase two, 11 have tested positive. Um, so, you know, I don't know, but the NHL, but I think they're July 10th. It's like one of the first to come back. So it's Here's the probably problem. highly that's likely. I'm, yeah. Yeah. That's why I like the NBA's plan. I mean, they're going to get everybody in Orlando and then let everybody shake out for a few weeks there, institute the bubble. And I mean, you, if you don't have a true bubble, this thing is never going to work because you've got too many wild cards. You've got players that are with their families. Who did their family go talk to? The, who they've been interacting with? Did they go get their hair cut? I mean, there's just too many things to try to control if you're not actually locking people down. So here's the thing. We can talk about the NFL uh, and ultimately NCAA football, which is huge. But the reality is that those decisions aren't going to happen this week. Yep. Uh, the decisions we just talked about, the NBA, the NHL, um, Major League Baseball, uh, we'll have a lot more visibility this week into a couple of those. And as we get closer to the NHL deadline, July 10th, we'll get a better idea then as well. Um, my thought on a scenario that's likely to play out, the most likely scenario is we probably get a, a thumbs up on the NBA this week. Uh, more likely than not, we get a thumbs up on Major League Baseball. Uh, 
I don't know if either of those things will actually play out. But for now, we get a thumbs up. I think there will be an initial burst of, oh, it's happening. And then we'll talk about the stock picks in a minute, right? But it's happening. However, I think there is significant risk now that over the next two to six weeks that these deals implode. Okay, I think maybe even the NBA deal implodes, um, NHL, MLB, um, for sure, because they don't even know what they're doing. They're like, there's no spring training in Arizona anymore and Florida. The MLB has basically said, hey, you're just going to do spring training or summer training in L at your home stadium. Okay, that's great. But still, with players interacting, I just think you're setting the stage for something that could be pretty bad there. So I think there's a high likelihood that one or more of these leagues, league deals falls apart before they actually start, right? And even though there's best intentions, there's plans in place. Yeah. Now, and, the, I, and I almost think that they're planning for that. They, they have to come up with a plan. They have to publish it. They have to try to get approval on it. But they know that as soon as, as, soon as one league's plan falls apart, and unravels, it's a good chance that there, there's going to be a domino effect there as well. Just just like there's piling on when it comes to coming up with a plan and getting it approved, there's I, I think we have a good chance of them unraveling at the same pace. And let's talk about a plan, how the plans would get executed, Dave, because the reality is the NFL is talking about a tier system. So they have a, one, a tier one, tier two, tier three. So your players and your immediate coaching staff are in tier one, right? And then like your media and your GM and stuff like that, they're in tier two. And then you have some additional type of media stuff that's in tier three. Um, and that, based on what tier you're in, you get access to the gym or access to certain rooms or access to the field, right? Um, do you, th- like, we have that system right now with bars and clubs and restaurants and nobody's listening to it. Like here in Texas, you're not supposed to have more than whatever it is, 50%. It might have gotten raised to 75%. No one has paid, other than my restaurant, which has been doing everything perfectly, and I think yours as well, Dave. Yes. Uh, your bar. Uh, like, does it feel like not not a single restaurant in the city cares? There's exceptions. I mean, like I, haven't, ours, but- I haven't been out enough to, I uh, haven't been out at all to see if anything's actually going on firsthand, but I did see just this morning that the third bar in Austin, Texas, has been shut down for 30 days because of they were they were violating the state and city ordinances. So you know, the, in Texas, the penalty is you lose your license for 30 days. That's happened three t- times, and the Austin numbers are looking terrible. I think they're just doing that like as a one-off because if they really want to come down on these bars and clubs, there would be like eight, 500 of them closed down. Like we had people coming into our restaurant. Our restaurant, if you don't know, for those who don't know, we closed down. We had a, a positive COVID. Uh, we had a positive case last, last week. So we're closed down. We're actually testing every single one of our employees. We're testing 70 employees this morning. Um, and I'll get that information later today. But, you know, we had, before we closed down, we were so strict with uh, wearing masks, uh, social distancing at the bar that RGM was getting yelled at and cursed at because people, he would stop people when they come up to our bar to join a party. He'd be like, I'm sorry, you know, you have to remain at your table. You can't intermingle with other people at the bar. And you know what they told them? They're like, fine, we're out of here. We're And I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant, but we'll go to so-and-so and and then so-and-so 
where the bar is packed. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and, and that's like, the, the restrictions we have here is once you're you have to wear a mask to enter. That's a new Dallas thing. Once you're in the building, you have to be seated. You know, no more walking up to the bar for service. You have to be seated in a group with no more than six people that you came with and you're you've already, you know, been exposed to. Um, and you can't walk around. You can't. And if you do, you put your mask back on. So yeah. So they're trying, but the the actual implementation has been lackluster. Unless you're really serious about it, which some places are. I, I, there's just too many that aren't, and so it makes it it kind of ruins the system for everyone, and makes you not want to go out, which is exactly listen, what I'm doing. I, listen, I I get it. For, I, I get restaurants we can barely survive as is, and they're under tremendous pressure to kind of customers want to be there, let them be there. So like I'm not super coming down on the restaurants for doing this. It's just frustrating for those of us that are trying to do the right thing uh, that we have to pick a side, and if we pick the wrong side. And then, of course, I, I hate to say it, but you know what? We, we closed down last week because we had a positive case. I know other restaurants in town. I know all of them, okay? Do you not think that there's a pos- positive cases in all the The same way that I was, our, my restaurant was in the 1% or 2% that was following the rules and doing things right um, and social distancing and wearing masks and doing all that stuff. And guess what? We had a positive case. Do you really think the restaurants that are packed and not adhering to any of those rules do you think that they don't have a positive case well let me explain something to you they're just not playing by the rules that mean that you ethically should let everybody know when you have a positive case close down get everybody tested like do we but i hate saying this because i don't want to bring down all the other restaurants because we're all together in this right like we're all one big family but it's frustrating to me that like on the on the restaurant that gets punished for doing the right thing Right. And now everyone else is like, ah, forget it. You know, we got pot. Like, do you really? I'm assuming that it's in every restaurant in the city. It has to be, right? It absolutely has to be. Whether they know it or not, it has to be in every restaurant in the city at this point. And I just know we're going to get in this whole thing of rolling, you know, rolling uh, shutdowns for a few of us, just a few of us that actually feel that we ethically need to do that. And everybody else is just going to stay open, right? And just let it be what it is. But you know what I did, guys? I know I'm getting so off topic here. But I did put some shorts in on Friday, not unrelated to this episode, in restaurants. And I'll talk about them later on because I feel like certain publicly traded restaurants are going to legally make a decision that when this happens to them, they're going to just have to close down. And the same way that Apple closed down some stores last week, I think we'll probably see some reports in the next one to two weeks of some restaurants that are publicly traded having to close down certain locations. And I think that will hurt them, not in a huge way, but I think those stocks will go down. Anyway, back to this episode. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) uh, So NFL, we're not going to hear anything this week, but I think ultimately uh, people are going to assume that the NFL is back when they hear about the NBA being back, right? And the NH- and, and, and Major League Baseball, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I just have more concern about the NFL. Just think about how many more people there are on a roster, how many more coaching staff there is. I mean, there's just so many more moving parts to an NFL team. It's such, you know, it's such a huge sport. I mean, I, I just really have a hard time um, with things accelerating, seeing that that's going to go down. Jordan, I do too, but I don't think that will happen this week. It won't happen this week. Yeah, but I, I could so. see I could see the NCAA making a statement sometime soon um, because they're going to have to do it 
Um, they're going to have to take consideration for all sports. They're not going to be able to just say, "Oh, we're going to have football, but we're not going to, or we're going to decide on football later." We're going to, you know, they're going to have to protect all their student athletes. And I think um, those decisions could be coming sooner rather than later. Jordan, you're so right on that because because colleges they, they need to plan this stuff right yep. because uh, they're planning their fall semester right now. And so let's divide this uh, scenario up into part one and part two. Like part one of the scenario is this week. Uh, what's going to happen and what stocks will react to that. Part two of the scenario is what will happen between now and the fall in terms of, oh, no, are they thinking about closing down? Do they actually reopen or never really get the league never really starts like they were supposed to? And, and the third part of that is the the big one, which is the NFL and the NCAA this fall. Oh, boy. If they actually end up, if one or two of them end up not opening, or even if NFL does open but NCAA does not, gosh, is that going to have crazy repercussions on a number of industry sectors and stocks? And I think that's where you really have to plan this out and know exactly what you're going to go, you know, any stocks you're going to go long in or any stocks you're going to go short in, because the opportunity will be there to trade that. And, and it's going to be a, one hell of a trade. Uh, you want to just get right into it, right into the trades let's, here? Let's do it. Let's talk about, can I just talk about the most, let's just talk, start with the most obvious and then we'll get into the ones that are a little less obvious. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, the most obvious, and I think the one that hits home the most for me, cause we've been, you know, we have a big investment in this space is online gaming, which a lot of what people think of as online gaming right now. And I think this is a little bit of a disconnect is sports book, right? So online sports book and fantasy sports. So we got fantasy and then we have online sports book. Obviously, the big two players, DraftKings, right? We got DraftKings and we also have um, Penn National, right? And so Penn National with their big sports book coming out, the uh, the uh, uh, bleh, Davy Day Traders sports book. What's it called? Uh, Barstool Sports sports books coming out here in a couple months, few months. I think that there's an opportunity. I have no idea if this is if this is crazy, but I think there's an opportunity to go long on those stocks this week right now. Um, before while everyone's hyped about Major League Baseball and NBA coming back, I think they see a pop this week, but then I kind of want to get out of them almost immediately because I feel that the risk after that pop is only on the downside for the next few weeks of people yeah. starting to doubt, have a self-doubt that those announcements are actually not really going to come true. So, like, yeah, I think you trade them into these announcements this week, and maybe you start – maybe I don't know if you short them necessarily, but maybe you short them, but maybe you just kind of get a roll out of that trade quickly. And by the way, GAN, my, the one that I have $2 million in right now, um, GAN is an interesting one. I actually think – GAN, um, okay, so GAN does get hurt if ultimately these things unravel and there's no sports book because GAN, a portion of their business is sports book, right? And they actually use the sports book to fuel their online casino. But if if this whole mess gets worse and, and these seasons don't come out, they don't happen and NCAA gets canceled and all this stuff, that probably also means that shelter in place for the fall is on, which means that this acceleration of people gaming online, meaning the casino gaming, the slot games, the blackjack, the poker and all that stuff, 
that stuff will continue and benefit GAN through the fall. So even though their online sports book would get negatively impacted, their online casino gaming, which is actually a bigger part of GAN's business, will actually get, that will actually help them. Also, um, GAN has already come out and said that a big part of their of why their business is accelerating is traditional, conventional, land-based casinos, Indian casinos, and, and all those guys are feeling the pressure of having to accelerate their online casino business the longer that this goes on and people are not coming into the casinos, right? So that will benefit GAN, but, but, but there's something even bigger going on that could kill GAN, which is if people stay out of the casinos for the entire year and maybe even part of 2021, that could actually drive some of these casinos in the, in the casinos to go bankrupt. And that will hurt Dan, okay? Because even though the online part of their business is doing great, which is benefiting Dan, if the overall casino doesn't do well enough to stay in business, they're just not going to pay their bills again, and they'll just disappear, right? So, like, there's a lot at play. There's a lot to unpack. I actually don't know how I feel about GAN, so I don't feel strongly. I don't have conviction in what this does to a GAN, positive or negative. So I think I'm not going to trade GAN based on all this stuff, okay? Because there's a lot of positives, a lot of, a lot of negatives, and I don't know how the market's going to react to all those things. So I, I think it's a cleaner trade with online ga gaming. It's a cleaner trade to probably trade DraftKings and Penn National. Yeah, I'm you with know, you riding on that. them up and down. I, I would, I would um, look into and consider a, a DraftKings or Penn National play. I think that those both are the, the names, that the go-to retail investor names that people are going to look at. And I think as a momentum play, not based on any kind of reality of whether or not the season actually happens, but over the next couple of weeks, a, sh a short-term uh, trade in one of those will probably be something that I'm going to do. And I'll let you so guys I, know Mike, for sure. I haven't gone long yet. By the way, I haven't gone long in either of them yet. Uh, I, you know, I was long. I got out of those positions. I think I might go back. I might maybe later today. I might, I might, I'm going to think about it. But I might go long DraftKings pen um, and then just hopefully get a pop this week on this news when it comes out. It, it, but I, I'm kind of wanting to wait because I'm so scared with these numbers coming out. Yeah. Like they're so I big. I feel like any day that they're bigger, like if they come out even bigger tonight and tomorrow morning, then I feel that they could get those stocks could get hit. Any positive any made. positive of the announcements that from sports are going to be overshadowed by by more cases, right? And yeah, or, it, it almost or, just right. kind of mentally you're like, well, okay, good luck opening sports. You think that's going to happen, but did you just hear what happened in Florida or did you hear what happened in <laughs> Texas? Or, I mean, it's, to me, that is going to, it depends on the news cycle and depends on when they get the announcements out. But I'm, that's, that's my risk factor. And that's why I'm, I'm, you know, hesitant to make this long play in DraftKings or Penn. Although David Day Trader is planning to be on, uh, the Kramer show this afternoon, I, I heard. So you might you might tune in for that. We should we should live stream that someday. We should do a live reaction to Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So by the way, I, I want to respond to this comics. I feel it's important because there's so many people that follow us that are in Gan. Uh, Robert Perez is it confirmed that Barstool is Gan's tier one client? No, no. I mean, I listen. My opinion on that. Uh, Gan does not have a uh, Penn National. Uh, 
as a client except for their simulated gaming, okay? So GAN has a simulating business. Kimball or Kimby has the Penn... They, they were awarded the Penn National Real Money Gaming uh, business, and that's a competitor to GAN. So... So I don't think that GAN is going to get that business because they, they can be just won it in like November of last year. So that's happening. Yeah. Is it, it can GAN maybe steal it? It's possible, but unlikely. So that said, what I think could be interesting, it, it, this is for the Barstool apps because Penn owns Barstool Sports. Barstool Sports is going to come out with their real money gaming app. Okay, uh, that's going to happen in the fall. Uh, I think there's a chance that they might have a Barstool Sports gaming and and uh, sportsbook app controlled by Kimby. Okay, so Gan doesn't get that business, but they might have a simulated gaming app for Barstool Sports, uh, which Gan gets a piece of. So I think Gan could still win there with the Barstool app, um, but with a simulated version gaming of it. And it's really weird that that they split the business up like that. But I think it's because uh, because Gan just does such a good job. That's like that's their thing, the simulated app that they have. No one does as good of a simulated app as Gan does. So um, they still could get a lift there with the Barstool deal. Um, but I don't think they're going to get it off the Real Money Gaming app because that that, that has a, that's another vendor. Okay, I just want to make that clear. As for who as for who their, the tier one client is, that's we his follow up question. Yep. Sorry. All right. We think we think it's either MGM. Uh, we think it's uh, potentially uh, Harris uh, Caesars, which also owns Harris, which was acquired by um, ah, what's the company that acquired them? I forget the name of the company they acquired them. It doesn't trade under Caesars anymore. Basically, it's a conglomerate uh, that includes Caesars and Harris. That I think would be the best case scenario for Dan, quite honestly. But MGM wouldn't be bad either. Um, the other option it could be uh, Dave. What's who's the uh, the the uh, uh, the horse track company. Oh, uh, um, they own a bunch of they own a bunch of huge tracks. Um, I God, I'm losing my mind. I'm blanking on it right now. Yeah, that that could be a tier it. one. That could be a tier one client as well. But I think it's likely to be MGM or the company. And people you put this in the comments. I'm sure they know El Dorado. El Dorado. Um, who owns Caesars and Harris? And by the way, either one of those would be a huge win. So that's the big Gan trade going into the summer. Um, that that's what we're waiting for. That's why that's part of the reason why I'm in Gan right now, as heavy as I am this summer. So, um, but we'll have it. You know, we'll, we had a Gan episode last week. We don't want to go too far into that discussion today. So Disney. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, so you want to start with? Di- oh, sorry. All right. So we're all. Yeah, I mean, with the- we're, we're going from obvious, oh, least obvious. So the next one is uh, Disney's probably one of the most obvious plays with ESPN because um, they really need that ad revenue um, by showing games, um, getting viewership onto you know Sports Center and things like that. If there's actually sports going on, so and in reality, Disney is a big one. But basically, all of the TV networks that carry NFL games are public companies or a conglomerate. Yeah. So CBS is Viacom. Fox mm-hmm. is the new Fox. So, so it's, it's its own company when 20th, 21st century split. NBC is Comcast. ESPN, ESPN is Disney and DirecTV is AT&T. So like all of these big companies have some skin in the game when it comes to the NFL. And I don't know how much that moves the needle for any of these companies or what, what percentage it is, but 
It is interesting to note that the Super Bowl was scheduled to be a CBS game, or actually was scheduled to be an NBC game, but it was uh, they negotiated and switched it with CBS, so it, it's scheduled to be on CBS this year for Super Bowl 55. And the reason for that is NBC didn't want it to compete with the 2022 uh, Winter Olympics, right? So it it's supposed to be CBS this year, and, and if a Super Bowl doesn't happen, that that is the one game that does have a huge media impact, right? Okay, so would we, yes, but would we agree that for the first part of this theoretical trade, uh, again, it would it would be similar to the online casino, to the sports book uh, stocks that you'd want to be in Disney for the announcement and probably out of it shortly after. If you believe there's more risk of these deals falling apart than coming to fruition over the next couple of weeks, yeah. and then if it seems and like in they general, though, I'm I'm hesitant to get back into Disney just because of the exposure to parks. And while their Disney Plus is doing good for TV, it's it. Do you really want to be in a theme park company right now? Can I, I just tell you something, Dave? I hate Disney right now. Here, I I hate it right now. Florida is getting hit so hard. Um, I think California is going to be the next big state to get hit hard after Florida, Texas, and Arizona. Um, I see that coming down. I, listen, I, I think it's just a matter of if you open up big, like we we opened up big in Texas. We opened up big, and they opened up big in Florida, okay? And they opened up huge in Arizona. I mean, I, have you seen like the scenes there of the clubbing? And where is it like, Tucson, not Tucson, but like Scottsdale? Scottsdale. Wow. I mean, didn't well, whose bachelor party did we do? Re- I, I did someone's bachelor party in Scottsdale. And that town is, it goes off, man. The clubs. It does. It does. Yeah, and, I did a bachelor party too. That's the only time I've ever been to Scottsdale was for a bachelor party. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. And that, that, that town just totally goes off. Yeah. Uh, but like, dude, if you open up big, I think my thesis on all this, if you open up big, you're going down. OK, and there's no way to stop that. I think California has not has been on like the, the edge of wanting like half the people want to open up, half the people don't. But at some point, it's such a huge state. It's just going to you can't stop that tidal well, wave. The problem is, I mean, SoCal's not too bad in comparison, but L.A. is looking really bad. Right. And so yeah, that's, and that's, know, where, that's where Disney is. It's in Anaheim. So. But 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 he, and here and here's the thing you get in, in Orange County. I don't know if Feldman's watching right now, my buddy, Justin, but like. I, I was on the phone with him on Friday, and he was going to the country club for dinner. They're traveling. They're getting on airplanes. I, they're, they're, I mean, dude, they're just they're they're out. They're so over it. They're out. And so, like, I think a lot of people down there is like, they're just they're they gotta go. I, I was making fun of him. I'm like, don't get near me with your, with your <laughs> your stuff. But uh, but, but he's uh, they're out. You know, they're 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 doing they're doing stuff. Well, um, we saw that here too. We, you know, the the excitement over opening got everybody out and we had a big weekend at the bar which was just like mind-blowing to me but it's starting to taper so we you know we did not do the big numbers this last weekend and i was just looking trying to figure out where i was when i was in arizona and i was at this place that had bucket o booze (laughs) isn't it great how you can search (laughs) by by location but yes i don't know if i can share that with you but uh 
<laughs> so, 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 listen. Um, I don't like Disney here at all, except in short term. I think they could get a pop this week, right? Yeah. They could get a pop this week. But if the numbers continue to re- uh, go up, 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 I think that we're looking at a situation where maybe Disney is like, eh, we're just not opening for the rest of the year now. Like, like we're just going to push us opening in Florida and California. Listen, it's not like Disney has you know locations in fifty states. They're Florida and California, right? Uh, and I don't see Florida and California having a good 60 days coming up, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to be in Disney, and I'm in. Yeah. I have my core. I have my core holding in Disney still, but it's very. It's pretty small. Um, but you guys, so Disney's going to get hit in two ways. So you hit with the parks. You're going to hit with ESPN, right? If this thing don't calls. forget about don't forget about their cruise. Disney Cruise, man, my yeah. favorite cruise line in the world. Yeah, I mean Disney Cruise, same thing. So I don't want to be in Disney for this, but uh, you know who else I really don't like if the number if these deals fall apart with the NFL and NCAA, uh, Directv, which is ATT. Yeah, right? AT and I was looking at AT and T. They've got the Sunday ticket, um, so that could be that could be a big hit to their revenue. So here's 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 why I don't like them because it, we could talk about Disney all day long, uh, getting negatively impacted by this, but the reality is Disney's going to come back. Right. So when this is over, Disney's going to come back. And I think that kind of sets a floor on Disney's price, even if the NFL gets canceled, even if NCAA gets canceled this fall. Okay, so maybe Disney gets hit because ESPN is going to get slaughtered. Right. And I think the parks are going to get slaughtered. Right. But we all know they're coming back. But here's the funny thing about AT&T and DirecTV. That, I think, is just going to cause an acceleration of cord cutting, right? Acceleration. Yep. And by Absolutely. cord cutting, DirecTV, there's no cord, but there is a cord, right? I mean, it's a it's a. It's a, it's a traditional. Well, but they've got, they've got both, right? So uh, they've got, uh, you know, they've got their, um, what, their uh, satellite deal, but they've also got the internet TV with DirecTV. So you can do, they've got like a Hulu-type package. Yeah, they have yeah. three different TV packages. But they still have... kind of with you. Um, Comcast, uh, Rogers Communications are, you know, I think they're primed for cord cutting also. Um, because really, if you don't have sports, why do you need live TV? It's only news at that point. And a lot of people are getting their news online. So You can get and everything so- online except for the yeah. Today Show. And that's the only reason I have live TV. <laughs> so I think... Hi, I, Savannah. I'm just going to say it right now. I think that if... If we start to see these deals unraveling and we think there's a likelihood of NCAA getting canceled and maybe even the NFL. Now, I will agree the NFL is going to be it's they're going to do it unless they absolutely have no other choice. But NCAA, I think, has a higher risk of getting canceled. If that starts to happen, guys, Comcast, totally, man, I, that, that Comcast and AT&T are my two favorite short picks to trade that the day that NCAA gets canceled. Like if you can get ahead of that by a day or two, if you feel it coming, you see the rumors, you like do a really good job with social arbing this thing, right? And you kind of sense it coming out, but before the actual release, maybe the day before or a few days before the release, that NCAA cancellation release, um, you, 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 I would potentially short Comcast and AT&T pretty hard okay i would probably also short uh disney pretty hard right then too um i i think those those are good trades if i if i have a sense that that scenario because it's all about understanding the scenario if that scenario is going to going to play out and i we don't know yet right it's too early to tell really but But to be prepared and have these trades ready to go that's that's the position we want to be in 
Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, no, why don't we talk about um, servicing the actual um, facilities themselves? So there's uh, there's a couple of companies that uh, this isn't all they do, but it's you know it's 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 a portion of what they do. Uh, Aramark um, Food and Beverage they supply food and beverage. I think like 13 NFL teams. I wouldn't be surprised if I mean think about how many college stadiums there are. They're probably supplying stuff to college stadiums. Um, not just that, they also do stadium services. They do cleaning of uh, facilities. Um, uh, and then you've also got CentOS. And CentOS, you think of just uniforms, um, which they do supply for some stadium workers, but they also do facility services, uh, cleaning and stuff like that, which, you know, it could go either way. Maybe they're going to, maybe they'll get a lot of business in Orlando because they're, you know, just constantly cleaning these stadiums as teams are coming through them. Um, or maybe they take a hit because they're not, you know, doing that nationwide um, general facility service that they normally would. Jordan, I think those are, those are, Great trades because I don't think the fans come back this fall. Right. I think we, I, agree. I, I think the NFL. If, if if I if I had to put money on it, I think chances are the NFL comes back, but without fans. All right. Yeah. That that's that's I think the most likely scenario. NFL comes back without fans, or you know NFL doesn't come back at all. NFL coming back with fans, it's certainly possible. It could happen. I think it's less likely. Um, and I think those companies do get killed. The issue is do restaurants come back? Because a lot of those guys also service restaurants, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And they service schools. Yeah. Um, and if schools come back, uh, it looks like schools are coming back uh, in terms of public schools in some form, like a hybrid school. You like I think my school district is, is likely to say, hey, we're coming back. Uh, smaller classrooms some people cannot come back if you don't want we'll have at home learning as an option uh and some modified version i, I don't know but i i yeah. so they're not all i'm saying is jordan what i would like to know i don't know if you happen to know this i would love to know what percentage of their business is comes from sporting arenas uh versus the all the other, other stuff activities. yeah jordan, yeah well i think can you, you know, give us especially a- when you think about um, those guys, it's not just sports. I mean, anytime you do an event at these at these stadiums, right? So you're not having all the concerts. You're not having the sports. I mean, you know, these guys are going to be in trouble with all that business. Because um, I, I, mean, yeah. I don't see concerts coming back anytime soon either. No. And that, that's a great point. Um, well, like what percentage is yeah. concerts and, and conferences and, you know, sports and live events, basically all that live stuff? Uh, I, I agree. I mean, That's why I, I think Aramark is probably in a bigger, in a bigger hurt um, because they do the food and beverage portion of it also. Yeah, talk to me um, about what Centos does. I'm not as familiar with them. So Centos does uniforms, um, and okay. so basically any uniformed worker, um, they, you know, I think they make the uniforms. And I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think they, uh, I think they clean the uniforms and bring them. I think they're like a whole wardrobe service for like uniformed employees. Um, yeah, but like I said, they, they do, they're, they're just a huge company, so they do other things. They do facility services and stuff like that too. It it is the most expensive thing you would ever imagine. Like we, I told you at our restaurant, we pay like thirty thousand dollars a year more actually just to get our kitchen staff uh, clothes washed every week and our towels, our bar napkins, and then the the just the napkins at tables and stuff just clean yeah. you know what i'm saying and delivered twice a week and like you use thirty thousand dollars uh we do we use a compet we use uh aramark 
actually. I think just, I think it's who we use. Oh, so I think we so use both companies product. kind of do the same thing. So that I, that's really where I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Aramark, the difference is uh, I don't think I don't think uh, Cintas does the food and beverage service like Aramark does. Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe they're trying to get into it, but I think Aramark. I know Aramark actually handles food and beverage. Um, uh, for a lot of sports teams, so they run the concession stands. Maybe like half. Yeah. Yeah, concessions and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. So uh, and and call and, and food for like great point here. I'm reading a comment. David Everett, Aramark also provides food for colleges. Yeah. If they go virtual, it's not good. And I think California is about to announce. I think they might have announced already. They're leaning towards their university system now. Uh, first semester, at least, being not being there, like, like doing that work from home, right? Like college from home, which is insane. Um, so that, that will hurt them in a big way. Like education, I think is a pretty big part of Aramark's business. So if you combine education, uh, with, uh, the sports and again, the education might not get totally hit. Cause I think a lot of these public schools might have no choice, but, and by the way, I have a solution I was going to offer to my uh, district. I think most people in my neighborhood would hate this because uh, they just want to send their kids to school. But I, I, I have the solution. I think the solution is for public schools. You everything is teach from home. You know, basically remote teaching, right? For the semester, all remote teaching, um, at least in those cities. But you also offer the ability to send your kid to school where they get to go seat socially distanced. And have a proxy there. It, like they fill the gyms, they fill the auditoriums, they fill the cafeteria. Everyone's sitting six feet apart, six, seven, eight feet apart. But they're still doing at school, at home schooling from the school. So if you have a two parent, you know, if you have a family where your parents work and they ha they can't just be at home, you can still send your kid to school. But all they're going to do is just sit there eight feet from another kid and just do computer learning all day with a proxy. I know it doesn't sound you know, fun or interesting. But that sounds like the most depressing school year ever. But I, 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 I get where you're going because at that point you're not offering an advantage to the people that go to school versus yeah. the people that stay at home because they need to. Yeah, and, and it's, a situ it's a solution that works for everyone because I'd say roughly half of your people would likely stay at home. The other half, because they just can't, would likely send their kids to school. Um, but it, here's the problem with school districts is they, they don't know yet how many teachers are willing to work this fall? And even if they take a uh, even if they take a vote right now, they really are not going to know because it could get so bad in the fall that they thought they had ninety percent of their teachers, but then the first outbreak happens and the teachers start calling in. Sorry, I'm out. I'm out because you have all these older teachers that are like, I'm not dying. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm out. So like you don't you don't you can't get um, confidence. There's no way you can get have confidence over your staff. Right. Um, so this is a solution that you can confidently move forward with no matter what happens, no matter what happens, uh, you know that you can carry out this fall school year and not have any interruptions because, you know, maybe more kids go home, more kids come to school. You'll be able to socially distance them and all the teachers will have the ability to teach from home. And that way you can just dive right into that remote learning and figure out how to do it right. And I know that our governor here in Texas basically said, we're going to have kids in school learning face to face because that's how we know how to do it the right way. And I agree with him somewhat, but we've just never tried another way. Just yeah. because it's how we've always done it, I have a hard time believe, believing that you can't figure out a good way to distance learn and have it be super effective. Yeah. Um, so 
You know, I know I'm probably in the minority with my opinion there, but I think it's I think it's a solution for the system. I want to point out uh, Running Rabbit in the comments uh, says that your your solution is basically sending everyone to detention for the school year. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like inner school suspension, locked up in the basement with a divider between you and the next person, and all you get to do is stare at a computer monitor and do your assignments. It is terrible. I will not. <laughs> I will not argue that point. It's like the worst solution ever. But it's the one that you can you can absolutely confidently plan around. That's what it's all about. You can plan yeah. around it. It's not sexy, but it works. <laughs> so, um, all right, who, who's yeah. got the next? Who's got the next uh, stock? Okay, so I want to throw out one. Um, uh, so we we've talked about these companies in the past. MSG, Madison Square Garden. They recently yep. split the two companies. Okay, so there's now MSGS, which is. Uh, the Madison uh, Square Garden, with that's the one that actually owns the stadium, like Madison Square Garden itself. Yep. They also own other arenas, uh, other places like um, where you see the Rockettes in Manhattan. What's that called? Like uh, you know the Radio City. Place. Radio City. Yep. Thanks, Dave. Dave went to NYU. I'm from New York. I should know this. Go Bobcats. And I go there every year. I literally see that show every single year. I won't see it this year. And then you have MSGN, which is Madison Square Garden Network, okay, which is basically the media network that shows uh, the Rangers hockey team in New York, as well as the New York Knicks, of course, as well as the Islanders. So basically yep. both hockey teams uh, in New York, as well as their basketball team. So if you think about it, if you wanted to trade these either like this week on the upsell, but let's let's just talk about the actual one that owns the arena itself, right? I feel like with no fans, they're screwed either way. Like, well, look, I mean, no fans. Let's talk about no sports there at all, because even though there are no fans, they're also, I mean, the NBA is not even going to play at the host stadium. They're going to be in Orlando, and it sounds like the ML. It sounds like the MLB is going to be uh, all. Uh, in uh, Southern California, um, and I, what, what's the NHL doing? I, I didn't even look at the NHL. Yeah, but also Jordan, that is like the most popular place for concerts in New York too. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Month, all this stuff. Like, 100%. I just think they're going to get slaughtered for the next six months. Yeah. Um, so I just don't want to have anything to do with them. Period. I'm not shorting them. I'm sure I might short them. I don't know. I might talk myself into it. Uh, now, but you right mentioned. Now, I, Two two different tickers for Madison Square Garden. There's a third MSG. MSG oh, I. I'm trying to figure out what that one is. And Madison Square Garden E is this one that looks like it just started trading in April. That's one that actually owns the uh, teams, right? That owns no, no, the no. Knicks. I thought it's MSGS owns the arenas. MSGN owns the media network. Can someone correct us? What, what else is there? Am I missing MSG something? E is the newest listed symbol and it is called Madison Square Garden Entertainment. So maybe they're the Rockettes? I don't I really don't know. No 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 no. There's one that owns the networks, one that owns the arenas. Uh the one that owns the arena, I think also one of them owns the team yeah. uh the team itself and I should've done that research before this. So sorry guys. Um Maybe someone will look it up for us, or one of you guys try to look that up. But uh, listen, I don't want to have anything to do with the arenas. I think that's that's a loss no matter what. Um, if you think about the networks, okay, the, the networks 
assuming hockey comes back, I guess they'll have, you know, they'll make some money there. It's a shortened season, right? Um, basketball comes back. The problem with the basketball is they're done. It's only the playoffs, right? So so they're screwed anyway. It's a bigger playoff, but it's, it's a playoff. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not super excited about trading any of this stuff. I just wanted to bring it up because I felt like it's it's – it's part of it's part of the industry sector here that we're discussing, yeah. but it's not something I really have a lot of interest. I don't think it's a clean, a real clean trade here because of all the things yeah. going on with those with those assets. I did want to bring um, one other uh, ticker up: uh, Under Armour. So when we think about obviously all the apparel companies that touch sports, right? And obviously we'll have to talk about Dick Sporting Goods as well. Uh, under Armour, to me, I think there's a big part of Under Armour that sells uh, sporting goods to team teams. And I mean what I mean by youth sports, okay? So a lot of your cleats in baseball, I think, are Under Armour. There's just a whole lot of apparel that is tied to team sports. And Under Armour is a pretty big piece of that. Remember, guys, when we had our company... Uh, Order My Gear, right? One of our big private companies that we helped grow uh, and, and sold our, our part in that a couple of years ago. Uh, Under Armour was one of the big players in that space. And I feel like Under Armour could get hit if youth sports takes a hit. I think youth sports probably follows the NCAA more than anything else. Wouldn't you agree? NCAA gets canceled. Did you see youth sports happening this fall? No way. No way, right? Yeah, I think it'll, it'll be the first to be canceled. Yeah, yeah. I actually, Dave. I think it's. I think it's really interesting. I actually don't think it's the first. I think they'll follow NCAA because you'd be shocked at the at the regional level, at like the local level. People really support these youth sports. Like right now, this summer, youth sports are going crazy. Like all the sport camps are happening, and they're yeah. a lot of them are full. Okay, so, what so is, is, is that the UIL here in Texas? I'm just seeing what they have posted. Well, UIL—that's um, that—that's the actual uh, school sanctioned stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then, but then there's but then there's all sorts of you know um, private leagues and yeah. Remember, youth like sports that. have moved well beyond yeah. the actual sanctioned uh, public schools, and the majority right. of youth sports now are private, and they're really aggressive with stuff. So I think I don't think they'll have a choice but to cancel if NCAA cancels because it will just be seen as super irresponsible uh but well, that's a uil i mean some of these for-profit uh, private guys you know I don't, I don't know if they'll just shut down i mean i think they'd have to see an exodus before they started to shut down i don't know I, yeah because my bigger so concern much- with the under armors the nikes adidas um and even you get into like Foot Locker, and you think you mentioned um dicks that uh um, just a, just people going in to buy a pair of you know shoes that they saw their favorite player wear or you know jerseys and all these all these uh, fans um, not buying not buying stuff right it could it could it could have an it could have a larger impact on what I would call engage you know kind of engagement level at the brand yeah. level engagement and excitement you're probably less engaged and less excited to go have to own that brand. When you're not seeing your favorite players using that brand all the time, it's less interesting. But Under Armour actually makes a lot of items specifically for youth sports to where yeah. if youth sports kind of has a pause this fall, I think Under Armour takes a, a, a reasonably sized hit 
there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, just, and I think just, it's so you know the um, the UIL did back in April suspend all of their spring activities, but just as of a couple of days ago, they announced that schools may but are not required to begin summer strength and conditioning, mm -hmm. skills instruction, marching band practices, and rehearsals starting on June eighth. Those and they have some uh, requirements and uh, guidelines, but they're allowing things to continue starting yeah. June eighth. Well, yeah. my bigger concern is the NCAA here, right? I mean, I think that's, you know, as far as apparel goes, um, and, you know, you, you look heavily at Nike um, and Adidas here. When I go down to College Station to go see a football game, I, like, I buy $500 worth of this stuff every time I go. You know what I mean? Just, you are I go so down, crazy. I blow it out. But no, they, everybody does. It's insane. I know. You go to your home sports, you know, city. And you go for a game and you are spending some money and they all have deals with either Adidas, Nike or Under Armour. Um, and you see that revenue go away. I think that could be a really big deal. Right? Will, they, will, these guys rely on that stuff in, for the NCAA, especially the football season. It, it, it will take a hit. It do do we know, though, how, how much of a percentage the um, the licensing deals for like an Adidas or an Under Armour are compared to just overall sales because i knew that the the uh the youth sports division of companies like adidas and under armor were smaller mm -hmm. particularly like a nike that, that was a smaller kind of niche that they that they served but it wasn't a, a lot of their revenue so dave, dave so the on the youth sports stuff though what they don't it's hard because they don't include stuff that is not sanctioned so you still need to go out if you play baseball, as a, and you have to buy, get, get baseball cleats, okay? There are hundreds, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of baseball cleats that are purchased, and soccer cleats, okay? And lacrosse cleats, and like all that stuff, and football cleats, right? And so a lot, Under Armour services a lot of that, and it, but it's not like done through the schools. It just sold at Dick's Sporting Goods or Amazon, yeah. or whatever. Like it just, so they don't, they don't consider that youth sports stuff that's like sanctioned through the schools like uniforms but that those shoe sales and honestly even like a lot of the undergarment shirts that they sell the kids that just have to wear yeah. they're just not going to be buying that stuff right that's why i think footlocker is a decent one to look at if you're looking at a short for um youth sports yeah because i mean like they're that, that's more concentrated um, than Dick's, um, even though they probably sell, I mean, I'm just guessing what they would probably sell about the same number of shoes, but for Foot Locker, that's like got to be 70% of their business or something. Maybe yeah, not that high, but it's huge. You're, 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 total, you're totally right. I mean, I think Foot Locker could be interesting. Again, I want to I make sure that, that everyone who's watching understands something. We want to, we want to figure out which stocks are the most likely stocks to be impacted because I think we're going to see a roller coaster type of of sentiment on sports coming back this week maybe it's a little positive because we get a couple announcements maybe the next couple weeks after that two three weeks after that maybe it turns negative as the positive case count continues and people start doubting things the day we get an NCA and that NCA announcement that that's canceled if it gets canceled that would be disastrous and you want to know exactly what you're shorting that day right that's what I want to know I want to know exactly what I'm shorting that day um, and then of course when things start to 
even out and it looks like sports might come back hopefully for second semester for NCAA and a lot of these youth sports for the spring semester, we want to know what stocks to get back into. Um, so we're not necessarily saying that, Hey, I'm going to short foot locker for the whole year. Right. I just want to know as the data comes out, as these things are happening, okay, I want to have a basket of these stocks that are most likely to impact it. So I can go long and short, long and short, and just try to fast trade these things over the next you know, two to seven months, let's say. And by the way, I want to remind everyone right now, we're not financial advisors. So this is not about what you should do, but we want you to understand our methodology. This is about education and entertainment. Our risk tolerance is super different than your risk tolerance. So don't mimic our trades, but hopefully this sparks kind of how you think about this stuff, right? It's about scenario modeling and it's about strategy. Uh, so just note that. So I've got one that's kind of, um, it's kind of wild. I don't know. I just, I got the idea out of a Yahoo sports article, um, that claimed that, um, uh, that they're looking at different helmet prototypes to like, maybe, you know, use as like a protective visor or like a, you know, some sort of breathing filter or something like that. And one of the companies that's, uh, um, putting together prototypes for this for football um, is Oakley, so Lux, Luxottica, um, and they're a publicly traded company. Um, they think about how big that would be. Oakley's never had exposure or any reason to be able to put their O on something on a pro football helmet or an NCAA football helmet. I think that, would, that could be huge for their brand. So wait, so this is a... It's a it's like expansion. So it's like a vice. So Oakley's working on the visor portion... Um, and then maybe there's also like a filter portion over the face um, that maybe forces airflow down instead of out. Um, but that, that's one of the concepts going around. I think it's pretty early in that concept. But I do know that Oakley's actually in development um, of some protective eyewear for football. That, what, what is their actually, uh, parent company of Oakley? Luxottica. Luxottica. L-U-X. I can't find it. Yeah, Luxottica is huge, though. Do you think, how big do you think Oakley is of Luxottica? Do you have any idea? If I were to, if I'm just off the cuff guess, I would say 15%, but I, I don't know yeah. for a fact. Yeah, so we could, here's the thing. We always say that when, when uh, you know, social ARB strategy, it has to either move the needle, the revenue needle, the profit needle, or the perception needle. So even yeah. if it doesn't necessarily move the revenue needle, it could move the perception needle for that company. And if it gets a lot of press, it could um, be good. Think about this. Everybody hates Luxottica, right? I mean, yeah. because they charge exorbitant prices for their, for their glasses, but if they're doing something beneficial, it's going to keep players safe. Then maybe that's a, maybe that's the next net net positive for the Oakley brand. Um, right. Because everybody's hated, hated Oakley since uh, Luxottica basically forced a merger or forced the purchase. Well, good find Jordan. Cause I think, like I said, it's like, random, but you know, it's a, it's a thought from a perception move. If it's big and it makes the news, I could yeah. see. Listen, the market is so controlled by retail traders right now uh, that that's the type of thing you could potentially fast trade. So better to be thinking about it now yeah. than later, and just put it on your tracker. Keep watching the news. You know, keep an eye on it. So if and when that news gets closer to reality, yeah. just be prepared. Like if they show some you know, crazy prototype of a helmet with the Oakley big branded lens on it uh, on the Today Show, then maybe, you know, maybe they could take off. Yeah. Well, and especially if it's it's something that becomes a required piece of, 
uh, gear that you're wearing as a part of your football uniform. Sure, and if they develop it for the NFL, you know it's going to immediately go to NCAA. It's immediately going to go to high school um, if those if those uh, games are played. So um, let's talk about a sport that is fully back right now: uh, golf, PGA. Ooh. Right? Yeah, I mean it, it. It it's back. Someone just asked. You know, am I still in Callaway, uh, E-L-Y? And I don't want to answer the question until I check my portfolio because I, <laughs> I just own too you much never stuff. Know. I, I, I think, I, 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 before I confirm this, I did get out of that position um, temporarily. Uh, I got out of Callaway. And the reason why I temporarily got out of Callaway uh, was when I sold all of these kind of rebound stocks. What was it like a week and a half ago? Yeah. Um, because I was concerned about the second wave data spiking and accelerating. And so I wanted to put that trade on a pause. I, the reason why I like Callaway was they were beaten up primarily because they own Top Golf. They're, they're a big owner of Top Golf. And that Top Golf, uh, you know, nobody can go anywhere right now, right? But I think Top Golf, once we get over this little second wave hump, if we ever do, it's going to be probably one of the safest way things to go out and do with your friends and your buddies because you are socially distanced somewhat and you are outside. And it's somewhat outside, right? yeah. Yeah, so I, I that's, do That's what like I liked Callaway. about the trade, but I'm, I'm no longer in Callaway either. Yeah, I, I, I'm just temper. Guys, this is a really weird time. We've talked about this the last few episodes. Uh, you know, there for a few months, we had a tremendous amount of conviction in the market and in the trades we were making. Um, we well, with Callaway, less- the bigger risk here is that uh, people can't go to Top Golf, right? And so, you know, as much as as much as you know, people are going to go and play golf, and it's maybe safe to do that because you're outside. You're slightly distanced. People are going to be watching their favorite golfers because there's literally no other sports on right now. Um, yeah. and that could be a it's the best thing that could ever happen golf. to golf. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the, the biggest risk there is just, you know, top golf um, and people not of, being able to yeah. go yeah. or choosing yeah. to not go. What are the yeah. other golf um, stocks that, that you might consider, though? Well, there's really only one. Well, there's one other big one, which is what? What's it called? Like golf? Right, yeah. it's, it's it's the ball come, title. Is it Titleist? Titleist. Know, it's one yeah. Of the yeah, but don't I mean don't underestimate. There's Nike Golf too, so you know you can have yeah, benefit from Nike, uh, but it's not as big a proportion of their sales. Yeah. So so anyway, so no, I'm 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 out I'm out of Callaway. Uh, so that's it for sports. Is there anything left oh, that we? No. Have? Oh yeah, there's sports left. Let's talk about. You, you you have been going all weekend on this research, haven't you, dude? You yeah. just have not stopped. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Let's He's, talk about, and this isn't as much about reopening because they have already reopened. There are fans in the stadiums. This is another one that's open. Let's talk about motorsports. Oh, dude, you love that, don't you? I, do, I, mean, I definitely love motorsports. I don't, what do you mean, I like like NASCAR that. kind of stuff? Let's talk about NASCAR, right? Have you heard the latest news on this? Yeah, on the news. So basically what happened is that uh, there's a uh, there's a prominent driver, Bubba Watson, I believe, um, that uh, came out and, you know, uh, basically wanting uh, NASCAR to say we're not going to have the um, Confederate flag at our stadiums anymore, which I think is great. Right. Um, but there's been some fight back against it. A lot of people are very upset about that. Um, uh, Got to think about the people that are watching these things. Um, so. You know, I think there's a there's a lot of turmoil going on um, for motorsports right now, and so potential shorts there um, are publicly traded 
tracks, which are um, um, ISCA has Daytona and Talladega, and then TRK owns Texas Motor Speedway and Charlotte Motor Speedway. But, but Jordan, let me ask you, do you think that anything, like, because are there fans, there's no fans right now at those tracks, right? Is that there the are fans at the tracks. Well, there are fans at the right. tracks. So I think, you know, but I, but I think with all this, uh, people are getting upset about not, have, not being able to fly their Confederate if, flag. Maybe the attendance drops. If a, that's a, a, that's if a Confederate flag is a part of the culture, I'm pretty sure it's a bunch uh, of COVID deniers as well. So just yeah, so that, like, uh, that, yeah. that's but a hot spot for NASCAR than they are, you know, worried about, you know, showing up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying that they would protest NASCAR, but I, I'm going to, I'll, I'll play the devil's advocate here. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there are people that protested the Dallas Cowboys and then right into that new stadium getting built. And, and I've never seen a worse sentiment towards the Dallas Cowboys ever. And that stadium still sold every stupid seat that year. I feel like if you NASCAR, it's kind of like cruisers going to cruise. Yeah, NASCARs are going to watch and they're going to go. They will go and complain. They will go and riot, but they're going to go. They're going to see their. They're going to see yeah. their cars go in a circle, right? I mean, you can't stop them. Right? There's no way. Round and round. There's no way, right? You can't stop. You can't hold them back from NASCAR. By the way, Jordan, are they social distancing at NASCAR? How does that work? Uh, I mean, I spent five minutes on this. You know, I just yeah. I thought it, was, I thought it, was, uh, it got it got some nationwide um, attention because of. Uh, um, Bubba Watson's stance and then um, forcefully taking out the um, Confederate flag um, from stadium. So I thought I'd mention it, uh, but yeah. I don't, uh, I don't by the way, it's Bubba Wallace says Silas Berger. Bubble, Bubba Bubba Wallace, Wall- not Watson. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the golf. Yeah. yeah, it shows how much I know about uh, NASCAR, um, but I do appreciate him taking a stance because it's ridiculous to keep the Confederate flag flying, right? Um, uh, yeah, that's, I think we're, I think we're beyond that now. Right. By the way, did you guys realize, and it was on my calendar, but we went along right now, Apple is doing their keynote at worldwide developer conference, the dub dub. This is happening right now. Why why? Apple's, is that why Apple's up so much today? Probably. This is, how did we miss an Apple keynote? This, I, I didn't miss it. It was on my calendar. I just didn't realize we'd still be going at 1218. It started yeah. 19 we, minutes ago. We used to plan our entire month around Apple keynotes. Remember, Dave? It was like the biggest event of the month for us when they would have these, back when we were trading Apple in the day. So this year, it's the first time the Dub Dub is being done virtually. It, you know, so it's a big developer conference that is usually done in person. It's where developers get access to betas, and they get to interact with each other and learn and, and all of this. This year, it's a virtual conference. It's, it was, it's always the big conference where they announce new products and, and that sort of thing. There's, there's a lot that we know what we're expecting pretty much the Apple leaks and people like John Prosser get all of this information in advance of the event. But, uh, so I, I pretty much know what, what they're going to say, but I still love watching it. So as soon as we're off the air here, I'm going to go watch. Look, look how cool this production is though. They're in their, uh, they're in their headquarters and they have all of their people doing instead of the live studio audience, they're doing a, uh, a virtual version and I can't, um, I can't wait. Well, it, I don't know what. But don't don't tune away from us now because uh, because this is on. <laughs> You're advertising. Uh, no, no, that this is <laughs> this so, is going to be available as a replay immediately. All right, 
So can I uh, let me throw out one more possible trade that I, I don't think there's a trade there, but I want to throw it out. It's worth the conversation. I see you guys are wearing your your uh, Cowboys and AM shirts, and you see me. I'm wearing my Coors shirt because I thought, yeah. you know what? How how does this impact? Uh, you know, it might not be the ob- It might not be obvious how it impacts beer sales. You know, beer and sports go hand in hand. Uh, let's say there's no sports in stadiums this year. Let's just forget about what. Uh, let's just say there's. Let's say they have sports. NFL comes back. NCAA comes back, but not n- no fans. Does that mean that are people drinking less or more? I mean, stadium sales of of beer go out the window, right? There's zero yeah, happening so, there. Yeah, and I've got I've got notes for this. So here's my thought, and I could be totally wrong, uh, but I just want to lay it out. I think at home. People, you know, they've got access to a wider variety of drinks, and so they'll go get your craft beer or whatever. But when you're at a stadium, they might have a few craft beer stands. But most of the places, either you've got Bud or you've got um, Coors, like you're wearing. Um, And so you've got, you know, you've got, um, you know, that's the availability. And so they're going to sell a lot more of that in proportion to what, you know, a person would normally drink at home. So I think, you know, it is it does hit AB InBev and Molson Coors. All right, that that that's actually I hadn't thought about that. That was actually a really uh, deep thought on the subject that makes total sense. <laughs> um, so maybe you you could have a long short here where maybe you go long, maybe you go short on those American beer brands, and maybe you go long, you know, like Modelo, right? Or who, yeah. what's the brand? Is, is it uh, Constellation? I, I, own, I own these guys, Constellation, or. Or or the other one that owns um, some beer brands as well that are yeah. more diversified. That's cool. That that, yeah, that that's actually thought. a decent. That's a thought. That that's that's a decent trade, I think. Um, yeah, man. Today's dude. This is this is your episode, Jordan. This is dude. This is Jordan's <laughs> like coming out moment here, dude. He's killing it. I just knew it. You bring up sports. We need to do an A and M episode. He'll have us on for like ten hours. Dude. Destroyed. <laughs> we can just if we can figure out A and M trades. Uh, forget about it. Forget about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, all right. What What else? Anything else related to sports? I can't really think of anything other than I really want to emphasize watching the data. This news is coming yeah. out over the next few days. We got to watch the data, but you also have to watch the second wave data, guys. I am so. The, oh, the, the only other exactly. thing that I can think of from an advertising standpoint would be the biggest advertisers seem to be uh, like Coke and Pepsi, uh, GM, uh, or general like uh, like Ford. Is that gonna like no, the ability to push your F- Ford F one fifty and that sort of thing? I think you can make a case that. If sports completely gets canceled, NCAA canceled, NFL canceled uh, for the fall, if that happens, that would likely not just impact Comcast and AT&T due to DirecTV, but would also impact the ad agencies in general because of broadcast commercials. So like Trade Desk, right? Yeah. Wouldn't Trade Desk get impacted? Trade Desk is makes their money on placing uh, I think a lot of those broadcast commercials, right? Um, but it then a lot of it's being broadcast on uh, streaming and yeah. also on, you know, I don't know, on 
on just the web. So maybe trade desk doesn't get impacted. Uh, again, it's not a clean trade. So I, in scenarios like this, I prefer to stick with the really obvious clean trades. And so I'm going to go back to my Comcast trade, back to AT&T, back to DraftKings, and back to Penn National. To me, those are the four cleanest ways to trade this stuff right now. And so, you know, if I see something meaningful happen, uh, sports all gets canceled, right, or sports is on this week, or I think it's about to imminently be announced, those are the stocks I'll likely be trading. I'm with you. It's good. All right. A anything else? Uh, anything else to talk about? Any comments on anything else? Random guys, I am... I know I keep saying this, but I'm stunned by the second wave data and how it just won't stop right now in Texas and Florida and also, I think, California. And I need to stay on top of this all week. The market is the market is blowing it off. OK, they're blowing it off. They don't really care. And that's fine. I think the market doesn't care until it cares. Right. So at a certain point, if it gets bad enough right now, we don't really see death data spiking yet uh we don't necessarily see icu usage at a level that's going to make the news every day right but that can quickly change it will change first with icu usage right i think that jordan could happen as early as this week oh yeah uh, oh yeah the death the death rate data will happen and by the way i i, I saw somewhere somebody said i don't know if it was in our discord or just me on twitter four or five hours a night uh Someone said that a, or maybe it was just one of my Facebook groups, that they have a someone who's very high up in the Texas hospital system that said we're two and a half weeks away from having a critically urgent situation in Texas in terms of ICU beds. And so that gives us a couple weeks, right? Uh, but we'll start to panic before we get to that level. Uh, but the, that is, it's getting worse every single day. So if that starts to make its way into the news cycle, that will create fear. And that fear will start to impact consumers sheltering in place more and going out less. Uh, it will start to put more pressure on publicly traded companies uh, like, oh, I'm going to get to these trades I mentioned earlier in the episode. I'm shorting Cheesecake Factory again. Uh, I increased my short on Dave & Buster's. Uh, I'm also shorting... Uh, I think there's at least one more that I'm shorting. But I think that those stocks are likely to get hit worse uh, based on people thinking, you know what? Second wave isn't going to destroy us, but it is going to destroy the restaurants right now for a little Pro while. Probably it Ruth Chris. Was that the other one you're shorting? Yeah, Ru Ruth Chris would kind of be the other one. I don't. I think I am shorting Ruth Chris, yes. Are you shorting any of the other ones that you were long earlier, like uh – Texas Roadhouse or Cracker no, Barrel? No, I'm just keeping this simple. And honestly, I'm not shorting. I'm not really deep in on these any of these shorts except for Dave & Buster's. I'm short you know, my 25,000 shares of Dave & Buster's. Uh, I think I need to have my whole account hedged for the next few days still. So I'm hedged with diamonds. Uh, I have 20,000 shares of the DIA short right now. And I, you know that's not an awesome trade today, obviously. Because the market's up, I think, right? I haven't checked it during the Half show. a percent. It's not, you know, yeah. you're not getting killed. So only because I want to see second wave data over the next two or three days unfold. I yeah. think the market hasn't reacted yet. That doesn't mean the market won't react if it gets worse. I don't see the market really accelerating upwards 
while the second wave data is getting worse. Yeah. If the second wave data starts to flatten, if it starts to decelerate, I think I would see myself going a lot longer than I already am. And I'll remind everyone that what I really want to do is I really want to get back into that 40 to 5 to 50% levered long position that I was in two weeks ago where I'm in all the bounce back stocks. I want to get back in so hard into Sabre and Royal Caribbean and Carnival and, and, and the, you know, I want to get back you long. Love being heavily, heavily levered. I yeah, but that's be, that right now. That's the difference between hope and reality, right? The hope is yeah. that the reality is looking a little bit different. Hopefully, it doesn't materialize. But uh, I'm, go yeah. I'm going back through some of the comments earlier. We were talking about uh, the horse racing track, and I think you mentioned El Dorado. I think the one you actually meant was Churchill Downs. We had a couple different people uh, reply with that yeah, around no, the same time. I mentioned. I thought I mentioned El Dorado as the company that acquired. Didn't they? When they come, they acquired Caesars. And El Dorado is like their casino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's El Dorado. That that was the possible tier one client for Gan, uh, the hopeful tier one client for Gan. We'll see. Um, Did you see that so, Disney announced they're opening Disneyland Paris on July fifteenth? And that's why they're up today. I, I would assume, right? Europe Europe is doing better than us. A lot. You know, they're doing better than us. I, that's positive news for Disney. But Disneyland Paris is not that big of a deal for Disney overall. <laughs> So I don't think that's going to drive them long-term. It's a positive development, though. I'm just looking to see if there's any so, other questions we want to... Oh, am I here? still long Peton? Let me talk about Peton, Peloton. Uh, yes, 100%. I'm still long Peloton. I haven't sold one share. Uh, I love them. I love Peloton here. I absolutely love what's going on with Peloton. I don't know how they lose in this environment. I will stand by what I said back in March, which is I think Peloton will sell every piece of equipment they're capable of managing, ma manufacturing for the entire of 2020. Yeah. Every single thing that they can make, I think they sell. I also still will stand behind what I said, which was that I don't think Peloton's going to do any advertising for the rest of the year, other than some very select stuff, uh, maybe a, some advertising in Germany. Yeah, or if they have a big product launch. Um, big product launch. Mode, yeah. Um, so I think Peloton, for me, is still the dream stock that it was back in March. Nothing has changed. I am not selling any Peloton. I love my Peloton stock. Uh, they did get a little bit of bad press. Because, you know, people are complaining about deliveries and people are complaining about, you know, bikes breaking. But you got to understand they're selling so much right now. <laughs> and there's and it's so people are so vocal right now. It's the minority of people that are talking. And the Peloton community is so tight. That Peloton Facebook page, Jordan, I'm on it every single day. Yeah, I mean, people are – and that's the, that's the other neat thing that, about Peloton is it really is a community. Um I, I don't partake as much, but I do, I do uh, read it. Um, and people help each other out. Um, they try to bring people up. They try to support each other. And it's it's kind of a unique uh, bit that I don't think, you know, the, all these competitors that are coming out, like, you know, Nordic Track trying to put out a bike, all these people, they're, they're not recreating that uh, that same feel. No, they're not. And there's so much conversation about people that are buying, like, these other bicycles, but then yeah. using them on Peloton. And Peloton's whole methodology is, hey, that's fine. They'll eventually come over to Peloton and buy a bike, too, and increase their payment. If they don't, that's that's fine as well. Um, I spoke to my parents yesterday who have been on who bought their first Peloton. 
Uh, they've been on it now for like a month. They both love it. Now, what's interesting about my parents is that they started spinning class this last year. Uh, they're paying, I think they're members of Equinox. So they have a, you know, a membership to Equinox. It's like, I don't know, I don't know what it costs, 150 bucks a month, something like that. And they love it. They're like, they absolutely love it. But now with the Peloton, because it has the weights too, they think they're getting a better workout doing the Peloton spin class with weights than they were at Equinox. So they were considering canceling. Uh, I think they are frozen right now on Equinox. But when yeah. Equinox comes back, they were considering not going back to Equinox and just keeping their Peloton membership. So it's, it's interesting. you got to wonder how many people like that are out there. So I don't see how Peloton loses this year. I really don't. I just don't see the how they lose. the hypothesis you had early on is that this is, yeah. this is the trend. This is the wave. This is where people are going. And instead of going to a gym, they're just going to be at their homes. Once they've, once they've tried Peloton, there's no going back. So, yeah, I, I really like Peloton as well. Yeah, and by the way, people are asking about their competitors like Nautilus. I don't have any feelings, positive or negative, on Nautilus. Uh, obviously, they're doing quite well right now. I don't see why they wouldn't continue to do well for the remainder of the year. It's just Peloton is a bigger investment. It's I feel more comfortable having a huge stake in Peloton, knowing that if this thing, if we get a vac, if we get vaccine news, yes, Peloton will probably sell off. But I think companies like Nautilus will really sell off if we get a vaccine news, right? And vaccine news is something that we're watching closely, and it's still something that we expect to have imminently, right, guys? Imminent. Yeah. Like, I am kind of shocked that we haven't gotten major vaccine news out of the Oxford study. Waiting on study. that Oxford study, exactly. We, we, it, yeah. It should come out at any, any day, right? A any day, guys. And whether it's good or bad, really, I think it will be presented as good. Yeah. So, I think that that's the that's the reason why I'm not heavily short the market right now. And these short positions that I have, even in like Dave and Buster's and Cheesecake Factory, they're not as heavy as they would be because there's just too much risk of that vaccine news coming out at any moment in time and sending this market flying. So I had an off topic comment from Matteo, who is a subscriber over on Hey There Dave here. You guys should really check that channel out. But going back to the uh, Apple event, he wants to uh, to know about, in hindsight, uh, if you would short Intel. Because Apple has been widely rumored to be switching from Intel chips, or they may have even announced that. Um, I actually did buy some Intel puts earlier, uh, like maybe Wednesday of last week. So um, Was that I the trade day? Was it because of that? That was that was because yes, I read I read I can't remember which which source, but I read somewhere that Apple was expected to make that make that official at the WWDC. They always have kind of product announcements at their events, and I figured that that would be the um, that would be the trade. Yeah. So we did we didn't have an episode where it fit to talk about it, but that that was uh, I did buy puts last week. Oh. Yeah, I, th I mean, I think that's a good trade. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know enough about it, but why not? Why not? Uh, by the way, no, I'm not in Live Nation right now. That was one of my bounce back stocks, guys, that I, I sold off with all my other bounce back vaccine stocks. I want to be in Live Nation. I just, um, um, I don't want to, I can't be in these stocks with the numbers 
accelerating at the rate they're accelerating right now. And maybe I'll regret that, but I feel like I'll have an opportunity to get back into my vaccine slash bounce back stocks, right? Are we yeah, I think back? so. All those all those bounce back type stocks, especially the ones that I really like, like Live Nation. Um, I just I reassess every day and I look at it every day and I'm like, is this today the day that I'm going to jump back in? And I think about all those things. Um, and it's uh, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, now we've had a lot of people I, asking about RCL, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, and uh, what our take is on that. If we're still in it, we're I'm still, still in, in those. I'm still in those options. I feel like I need to be in those options. It's, it's the dumb money is the first dumb money trade. It was the big dumb money trade on this whole pandemic. Uh, I'm not in. I sold all all the other Royal Caribbean that I had temporarily. I, I will be back heavier in Royal Caribbean. Once I have a bit more visibility about how bad the second wave is going to be and how long it's going to last. So I feel like like we're in Royal Caribbean just because of the show, not because we actually have any faith in Royal Caribbean. The options that we are in, the ones that are printed on a T-shirt are down 19 percent today. That's not good. Um, It looks like I'm still up 70 percent on them overall, but uh they keep it keeps going down. This is this that ship is sinking. Yeah. Well. Well. Hold on. Listen. Here's the thing, guys. It's like how we 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 I will stand behind cruisers going to cruise. That's happening, right? That's happening. But can the cruise company survive long enough to legally get the cruisers back on the ship? Right? Can they can they hold out? That's the big question, and I'm not super comfortable uh, with the answer to that question being yes. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, if this thing stays bad for another seven, eight months, nine months, ten months, and we just don't have cruising, that's not great for cruise companies, right? Uh, cruisers are going to cruise, but they might be cruising a post-bankruptcy Royal Caribbean, uh, right? They might be cruising a post-bankruptcy uh, carnival. And I just don't have the answer to that question. It's it's just too hard to tell right now. So, that's it. Uh, are you still long VSTO, Vista Outdoors? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, again, that, that's an ammo trade uh, and an outdoor trade. And I still like both of them. I like the ammo. I like the outdoors. Uh, they're both red hot still. So, I don't really see a big reason to get out of Vista right now. And I'm still in um, Smith & Wesson and Sportsman's Warehouse. Those were the ones that I did instead of Vista Outdoors. Yeah, I haven't sold any of my gun stocks. I haven't sold. I, I have definitely sold uh, major parts of my recreational motorsport trades because I felt that that trade ha- had gotten so highly publicized that there just wasn't a lot of arbitrage window left in them uh it's not an all or nothing thing i still own polaris i still own do i still own but a very small piece of what i did own in those stocks earlier so i kind of started getting out of them and i mentioned my intel trade and i'm getting uh some flack in the chat over uh, not updating the discord about the trade it was a very low (laughs) conviction trade i did see the news but it was such a small trade that I didn't think it was worth noting. I, it was $4,000 of options, and uh, they're now worth 7650 So it was, it was more just a, 
this seems like some news. I I, I want to see if it if it plays out. It was it was almost like uh, like virtual trading for me. It was not that was not a, a big bet. If it, if it was a big bet, I would definitely have put it on Discord. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, you right. guys can um, still join if you go to dumbmoney.tv slash Discord. That's an invite that will let you in. If you guys hear us talking about Discord all the time, you don't know what it is. It's basically this online message board kind of chat forum where you can talk about whatever you want. A lot of different YouTube channels have them. Started out in video gaming. And so now we have one. It's all about stocks. Yeah. By the way, guys, I think I might want to convince you guys to do a standalone episode on Nikola, this new, the new Tesla. Uh, the reason why I want to do it is it's just, listen, people are talking about it. I think it's interesting. I, I really would not mind spending some time just like spending a day researching this and then doing an episode on it, maybe even this week, uh, if it makes sense. This company recently IPO'd. It's one of these weird IPOs. They have no revenue. They, they're a competitor to Tesla. It's yeah, a Robin have, Hood They stock. don't even have a product yet. Um, yeah, but, but I would love to kind of just do a little mini deep dive into them yeah. and just see, what, what is it worth even talking about, right? Um, I'd so, like to do that. If you guys, let us know in the, in the chat. Just say uh, hashtag yes if you, uh, if you want to see it. <laughs> an episode about that because it's, it's, it's one that I think we, we all three, we haven't even talked about it, but I'm pretty sure we have strong opinions on it. Yeah. I, I don't like talking about stocks like that unless I really go in deep on them. Uh, but I'm open to doing that. I'm, I'm definitely open to doing that to see if there's anything there, uh, behind the curtains. I know a lot of people are saying this company is a fraud, right? Yeah. So- who, know, who, who knows? Who knows? It could be. It could be. Um, all right, guys. Uh, and they're saying they have a prototype product. And that's the thing. There's enough people that are into this company that I feel like it's worth looking into. You know, it, it really is worth looking into. All right, guys. That's so, it. Uh, I, I also noticed that my microphone got turned down. Whenever I'm talking to these guys on Skype, Skype tries to change the volume automatically, and that's why sometimes my out of nowhere my sound levels get messed up. So, everyone who noted that, I'm just now seeing all of your um, <laughs> comments about that. But hopefully, you can hear me now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear so, you, Dick. Is that it? Are we done? Um, because I do have to remind everyone to. Do all the things, smashing, what did I say? Like the smash and smash like the, the like. Smash button. You got to subscribe. You got to hit a bell. You got to uh, listen to us on our podcast. This exact show that you listen to is available in podcast format, or at least it will be in about uh, 20 minutes from now. Um, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because we we barely have any reviews still, and we are getting more view more listens on Apple than any other uh, podcasting platform. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Discord. There's so many ways you can stay in touch with the with all your friends here at Dumb Money. Hey Dave, when are we getting our big Spotify deal? I can't wait. You know, I think that we will move the needle for Spotify. Dude, I will make this. I will make this an exclusive Spotify show if we get paid one tenth of what Joe Rogan got paid. Yeah, that that is. We, we need to talk need to about, Spotify, about Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Dude, we need to talk about Spotify because, okay, here's the thing. 
I bought Spotify last week. Did I tell you guys? I told you yep. guys, right? You yeah, I, I did bought you tell, Spotify. Did you tell the Discord? Okay, I, did I not? I think I don't know if I told Discord or not, but I bought Spotify. You're get in trouble. I, I, I don't know, just a thousand shares of it. Um, I think, you know, this whole Joe Rogan thing, though, he's kind of getting himself in trouble right now. Like, if 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 Spotify pulls that, if that deal falls apart, I'm out. I'm out of Spotify. That's that's like would be a disaster. And if I feel like that deal is going to fall apart, it had a lot of legs this weekend. I don't know if it, if people are still pushing the cancellation, the Joe Rogan cancellation on Spotify, but that would Who's be Who's the other disaster. celeb that they just got? They just got it's like uh, Kylie Jenner or something Kylie, like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's probably bigger than Kylie Jenner, right? Well, yeah. here's and the I thing, the man. Whole, the whole thing that they're doing making podcasts which historically have been available cross-platform and easily available even if you know for the longest time i had no idea how to listen to a podcast if i wanted to uh they're making it like a network of podcasts that you can't get anywhere else which is an interesting concept but i think it kind of goes against the whole idea of what podcasts are and is um i think it's a very interesting play and i do like spotify as a company but i don't like, i don't inspired. really like that they're they're making podcasts this exclusive thing yeah. well here's the thing i'm not investing i'm not thinking that deeply about it it for me it's about okay they signed joe rogan they signed kylie jenner i see them signing a lot more kim interesting kardashian, people the next uh, kim kardashian um i see them signing a, a ton of interesting people the next 90 days and i think with every announcement whether we think it's a good or bad business decision long term it's going to be more hype Hype, just hype, hype, hype. Yep. And so we're in a market right now, we're in a Robin Hood market where those are the types of deals that generate interest. And listen, I think Spotify is going to get way overstretched, whatever that means. I don't care what the stock price is. I'm just going to, if I think that there's momentum in a continued announcements, I'm just going to own it through this period. And I'll, I'll figure out later on if I think there were good business decisions or not. Right. Yeah. And so that's why I bought, that's why I bought Spotify. I didn't overthink it. Um, and I was late, but it looks like as long as it keeps heading the right direction, I'll be, I'll be okay there. And look, even though Joe Rogan's getting some bad pub right now um, for things that he said, you know, there's the any pub is a good pub, right? Especially, you know, because it's bringing up Spotify in the conversation so more people are aware of it. Um, I think their business is doing really well um, because this is just another thing that you can, uh, you know, people are listening to Spotify more. I know that we're outside all the time. We've got a family subscription to Spotify. We use it all the time. I love Spotify um, as a service. Um, um, great, you know, but I don't even know that much about their actual underlying business model and whether they can afford these types of, of deals or not long term. I think it's a big risk for them, but I don't even care. I love the announcements. And I think they'll pr if they've decided on this as their business model, you know they're in conversations with a dozen other big, big stars in the space, and those announcements are likely coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they, they've had this vision for a long time. So Spotify went after music first and became this like underground, hard to get, invitation only platform uh, that then just blew up. Uh, but they've for a long time known that that they weren't going to be just music. They wanted to be all forms of you know, sound entertainment, basically, right? 
And so they, they knew that yeah. they were going to be a podcasting platform and, and venture into all sorts of things. But, uh, by the way, this is random, but on this episode that I feel like we're pushing towards right now, this Nicolo, Nicola episode, yeah. it's going to be about more than them. There's another one about the IPO that, that, that is going to compete in the, in the, with the large rigs, like 18-wheeler rigs that are electrified. Yeah. And they're IPOing in like the next month. And that could be, by the way, guys, I was thinking about finding out who that company is, maybe trying to get in on the IPO itself. Uh, if we can wedge our way in there, uh, I'll, I'll shoot you the article, Dave okay. and Jordan. Um, cause I think it's going to get hyped just like this Nicola thing got hyped. Uh, but I think we should do a whole electrified, uh, just electrification episode because I think my favorite trade here is the one Jordan, what's the company that Ford owns half a billion dollars of? And so, Rivian. Tom, uh, so Ford Rivian, actually, right? I heard that Ford backed out of their latest investment to Rivian. It was this whole thing. I, I can't verify that. I heard they that sold, they sold their shares. Or no, they I think didn't... I think they just never uh, sent the sent the wire. But I don't know. Um, but I, I heard there was that... a no, 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 no. That, yeah. that, that deal was done so long. Was it ago. no? But maybe there was like a second round that they backed out of, or like there was a okay, that they backed out of something like that. There was something that happened. That's uh, possible. And I could. Uh, be, I don't have. I don't know all the facts. Uh, but I'm all, all right, up for this episode. Look, Let's look up. Let's maybe do this episode on Thursday. I think it'll be a super fun one because I want to talk about Rivian. I think Rivian is hot, hot, hot. And from what I understand, you the way to buy in that is through Ford. Ford has half a billion dollars of Rivian. Uh, and I didn't know that they were not investing any longer, but we can look into that. Uh, but I think Rivian's going to be hot. This this Nicola will we'll, we'll, we'll have our opinion on them. This new IPO, it's about to come out, right, in the rig space. Uh, there's like a whole – it's not going to be just Tesla, right? Long term, it's not just Tesla. So it will be the, ne the next right. Tesla episode. And I you am looking. Know. It does look like there Amazon. is – There is news as of April of this year. Ford and Lincoln cancel Rivian-powered electric vehicle due to the pandemic. But Lincoln is still working on an alternative vehicle based on the Rivian's tech. So that's that's the headline. Oh, from that has Diverge. nothing to do with the investment. So you, the, Ford might have canceled it, but they still own half a billion yeah. dollars. Yeah, yeah, of and Amazon too. Money. Amazon led that round. So yeah, I know Amazon is in. Yeah, I think that'll yeah. be a good episode. That'll be a Thursday right here. So make sure you tune in. Set the set the bell to all. Dude, we I got. Do I have a button that says that? that. <laughs> we got. I got to start researching this like right. Now, if we're going to do that episode on Thursday. All right. Um, all right, guys. We had our football winners and losers. Keep an eye on the data. Stay safe. Keep an eye on the data. Listen, just because Wall Street isn't reacting doesn't mean they're not going to react. So I don't have high conviction in anything right now. Can I end the episode saying I don't know anything <laughs> right now? I have no conviction in anything, but I am going to continue to watch the data I know the scenarios in my head. None of them have really played out yet, but they might play out any day in terms of second wave getting much, much worse or getting a little bit better. And I know exactly what I'm going to do in either one of those situations. Same thing with sports. Same thing with the NFL and NCAA. I'm watching. Guys, just keep watching. Look carefully. Talk about this stuff inside of our Discord channel. Uh, keep the community going. And let's be 
early. Let's be prepared, okay? Prepare your mind. Get those trades ready. Be early, whatever that means for you, right? Don't mimic our trades, but just be prepared. All right, guys. That's going to do it. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you again on Thursday.